Hi, this is Rob Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities, think exacta. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. Uh, today we have Wayne Breitbart with Power Formula LLC. Uh, he is an author of LinkedIn. I've met this guy a few years ago at a seminar. And he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to being able to get uh, what you want out of uh, LinkedIn. How you doing, Wayne? Rob, it's great to be back on. I, it's a privilege when I get a repeat, you know. I, go, oh, no oh, doubt. I guess I did okay, or he's run out of people. I don't you know, I know it's not even that. It was like with LinkedIn, though, there's it's always changing. You know, I, I look at, I, you know, we're on a Zoom call right now, and I see all the different, uh, um, and behind you, the books and stuff like that. So what edition are you on? Fourth edition. Fourth edition. 100,000 books. Wow. Nuts, man. That is so cool. Not many yeah. people can say that. That's a big, I remember when I first did the book, the, the publisher said, well, most business people that do books, it's a $500 deal. It's mostly for friends and relatives. And I said, well, that could be mine too. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. God is good. That's all I got to I say. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> let me ask you this. And I know, you know, most people haven't probably listened to the first episode that you were on, but how did you get started? I mean, what encouraged you to say, I want to get on LinkedIn, I'm going to write a book, and and here I am. So I did, that was not the case at all. <laughs> I, I, got, I wrote the book on LinkedIn because after a year of teaching LinkedIn, but the pre, before I started teaching LinkedIn, I was not a LinkedIn advocate. I was a naysayer, a hater. And I was a hater of all social media because I didn't understand it. Yeah. But the beauty was we were in the middle of that recession and I was forced to look for ways to help sell office furniture at the time because that's what I owned at office furniture dealership. And it was out of necessity that I said, I don't know, what else am I going to try? <laughs> and, I, and I got online and I tried it. A good friend pushed me into it and I said, hold it. This isn't social media. No. This is not what I expected. It's the best database of people we've ever had. And I haven't been using it. And it's free. So that was my aha moment was taking it out of the social media space, putting it into this beautiful database that I've been looking for my whole life. And then, then when I realized, Rob, when I started going to chamber events and stuff, when I was reading the three books that existed and really getting good at it, nobody knew what they were doing. And I love to teach. So I started having off... Uh, LinkedIn classes at my office furniture dealership in the conference room every other Friday, and they were free. And I just invited anybody that I met at the chamber and the Rotary Club and all that stuff, and they sign up, sign up, sign up. And then I knew, you know what? There's a hole here. Nobody understands it. Everybody's dying for this kind of tool. I know how to teach it. I'm rolling. And four years later, I sold the stock in my office furniture dealership, and I left there and been doing this now full-time for seven years. Good for you, man. Good for you. That is really cool. So, you know, in the last couple of months, I know it's been, I, people really had to adapt to not going to work. And I'm fortunate enough that I get to go in my studio. We just moved. And, you know, with the COVID-19, I don't think it was started. I don't even know. It feels like it's been forever. 
the yeah, it does. end of March or something like that. St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know, you know, what happens, like we've gone through that entire process and people I think get more active on here. You know, what do you think is going to happen after COVID and how people are going to use this differently? So I think, I think that people now realize that things like we're doing right now, digital solutions to finding people, growing relationships, nurturing relationships, the beginning part of a sales process, the beginning part of an interview, everything is more digital, is going to be more digital coming out of here. And there'll be less face-to-face. As much as you and I hate that, because you and I both love, we see each other at lots of events in town and love that part. Oh, yeah. There'll be less of them. There'll be less of them because people have gotten used to this. So the digital nature and the online nature of LinkedIn will lend itself to coming out of COVID. And so I've been spending time with people during these, seems like a lifetime, but about two months, right? Yeah. Helping them understand how can you use LinkedIn to, in your, for your audience to grow your business? You know, what are the things? And now, unlike eight years ago or 10 years ago when I started LinkedIn, we were guessing, well, this should work, this should work. Now it doesn't should work. These are the things that work. And so I've been sharing that. I really, I have five things that I show people, LinkedIn activities, that will produce results from a sales standpoint. If you do them as a routine, like cold calling, like going to networking, like, like the things we've been used to, that maybe will go away. So we got a little time on our hands. Don't just blow the time. Do something like this. So instead of, you know, there won't be as many chamber events, at least for a while yet. And let's do do two hours a, a week on LinkedIn instead of the two-hour chamber event. And um, so I think that's what it is. I think it's understanding, especially the older school business owners, who were hoping all this digital was going to go away like a bellyache. <laughs> right? I'm going to retire. I don't need this stuff. And they're realizing they're not going to retire. As a matter of fact, none of us are retiring now. And they're going to, they're, they need to get their head around this thing. Wow. That's cool. So five things that they need, where it's two hours a week. That does, that's not a lot. That's, that's, I mean, that's enough. You know, what? <clears throat> you know, I, I, what you said there really caught me. It was like, I got goosebumps. It was like, we're not going to meet a lot again, like we were in the past. And, and I see that cause I've been on a lot of zoom calls, been a lot of meetings and stuff like that. And uh, I do a lot of the chamber events and things like you've done in the past. And I'm actually meeting people more around the country because of it and reaching out to more people around uh, uh, simply because of the digital aspect of it. And it, quite honestly, it's more efficient. No question. We are, we're going to have a bigger reach because we don't have to get on airplanes and drive cross country. We're definitely going to have a bigger reach. I'm just always concerned. There could be another podcast in entirety. I'm just concerned can we take the relationship to the depth we were able to take to when we could see each other personally and not stay on schedule with a Zoom event like this, right? What I'm finding on my virtual events is I'm just not yakking with people. Like yeah. you and I had the pleasure of spending 10 minutes before we got on, right? Right. Our homes and our gardens and this weekend. I find on Zoom, unless that's booked into the one hour, you go, okay, you got to go to my next Zoom, bye. You go, oh, crap, I didn't have a chance to meet the guy. Yeah. So we got to get better at this because I know that that's what networking did for us. As you were waiting for events to start, you met the people next to you and say, Hey, 
what's up with you or how are you doing or I heard of you or whatever. Sure. And and then that 10 minutes before and the 10 minutes at the end was were golden. Exactly. And that's where that's where those relationships are built. And that's what you've got to have on there. You know, so what's what's been going on with uh, LinkedIn? You know, what are some of the, the top questions that you're getting asked, you know, during the last couple of months? So the question about posting content comes up often because some people have not put the right filter on. They're still hawking their wares and not realizing that, especially at the beginning of stay at home, people were not listening to that. They will, you know, we, we were worried about where our next whatever was coming from, right? Yeah. And we were in that safety mode and all that. It's getting better now. You know, we're two months into it. It's time we can start talking to people about business again. But I think that the posting, the misunderstanding of how posting works on LinkedIn and not getting as many views and all that has really gotten people just perplexed on what to do. And so my answer to that is, number one, posting content on LinkedIn is subject to an algorithm. It doesn't go to all the people you're connected to. And that's an eye opener for most people. Like, what? Yeah. I thought if I push post, my 500 people will get it in their feeds. No, five to 10%. Hmm. That's all. Now, will more get it tomorrow and the next day, next day? Maybe. The maybe is is the content engagement worthy? Is it getting likes, shares, and comments when it's first out there? If it doesn't, Rob, guess what? It's done. It's done with five or ten percent of your network. And you look and you say, three views, three views. I got two thousand connections. What <laughs> the heck? I used to get so many more. Well, back in the old days, it did go out to all two thousand of your people. Yeah. So you got to understand the algorithm is not your friend. That's my first lesson. Number two. And just to take you off posting for a minute, I usually shift gears at that point and say, since the algorithm's not your friend, what, what is your communication friend on LinkedIn? And to me, it's direct messaging. Direct messaging, yeah. Direct messaging to specific targeted people in your audience with a good offer of something interesting, helpful, free, invitation to something, that's your friend. Why? Because it goes into their inboxes. It goes into two inboxes goes in a LinkedIn inbox, which isn't very busy. They get pinged on their Gmail. You got a messenger. It's in two inboxes. They got to drop you twice, man. I love that. <laughs> right? So if you use it strategically and don't overuse this technique, direct messaging, I think, is the way to go. Now, should, do we, should we still post? Sure. If you got a really bigger network, posting is going to be better. If you get a network that loves your stuff, even better. And you know, I found that out too. It was like, I, I look at some of the posts that I put out there and I'm going, and I realize that, you know, it's based off, like you said, the content that you put on there. I get some that I, I look at and go, they go, did really well. And I got some that are like, oh, that didn't do so well. And I compare them going, okay, I can see why. And so in, in, in your experience, what makes a good post? Is it a video? Is it an image? So I wish I could content? see that all the time. You, what you're doing, I did it this morning, actually. I went through my last 30 posts, and I, they were all 3,000, 4,000 views, and, a, and it's relative numbers in the comments and the, and the likes. 
I found this one post and you were there because you were at the Young Guns. Yeah. The two weeks before the Young Guns, I posted I was going to the Young Guns. And I tagged all of the speakers. Mm-hmm. And I also used the hashtag Young Guns and all that. And catch this. I did it at Friday at 5.30 at night. I thought it was going to just bomb. 12,000 views. It took off. I don't know why. Tagging had something to do with it. So I don't want everybody to think there's no method or strategy. But sometimes things take off and you don't know why. Now here, So here's the things that work and don't work. Number one, excuse me. Tagging people will work well as long as they know that they're going to be in the tagging thing with you. Yeah. And they just don't get the notice that you tagged them and then they do nothing with it. So tagging can be a great strategy. And some people will actually set up these tagging pods where you get together with 10 or 12 of your best friends and you say, listen, we're going to help each other's posts on LinkedIn. And what we're going to do all together, we're going to post something. And then in the first comment, we're going to say something like, sure, hope you share this with your network at person one, at person two, at... And then they get pinged and then they got to be trained and everybody's got to agree. Then we're going to swoop over to you when it says, join the conversation. Rob just mentioned you in a comment. Then you, then I got it. My job is to hit like, and then write to you back. Oh, I will at Rob. And I tag you, this is great content or I won't miss this event. Now, all, if you coordinate that and get that sort of working, you'll see your numbers go up. So an, uh, a tagging pot of friends works. What else works? As far as the content itself, I'll tell you what works the least. A link to a web page outside of LinkedIn. They <laughs> hate that with a passion. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Sometimes it's still the right thing to do. So links outside you should try to avoid. Number two, video, if it's uploaded, not linked to, Works great. Yeah. Now, a lot of people don't have a lot of videos, so that's a little tough one. What else works? Documents work better. A text-only post can work pretty well. Um, what else works? Making sure you have more than three lines of content above either the link box or the picture box or the what. You better have three lines of content up here. And the reason, and one of them can be a white space, so you can ask a question, have a white line. Then your second line, that's three lines, because the key is see more. See, LinkedIn tracks see more. Who opened? So if you're not getting opens, it gets, it gets downgraded. It gets downgraded. So you've got to make sure the content. Now, over time, if all you do is have three lines and it's just to see more, and I open it and see you never have anything underneath there that's interesting, that's a bunch of and I won't look at your stuff anymore. So it still boils down to having great content. Oh, yeah. But the little tricks are, and then a new trick that's coming up that will work, getting there a little bit is hashtags. Three hashtags, LinkedIn says three at the max. Um, I think they'll start to work. I don't think they work like Twitter's yet, but over time we're all starting to use hashtags. Hashtag. So those are the things that tend to work and, and really not work. What about putting the links in your, your comments instead of in the main, main post? Yeah, that can work. That works too? That can work. Now, remember, you're not giving the reader the best user experience. Right. Because you're saying, uh, 
link to full article or link to registration in the comment below. Now, here's what's interesting. You might even say link to the comment in the first comment below, but the next thing you go in there, it's not the first comment. Right. So the user experience sucks, but I do it. It works. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's cool. I'm taking plenty of notes here. Plenty <laughs> of notes. Let's see here. Oh, okay. The next one is, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and I have my own business. I have my personal page and I'm thinking about setting up a business page. Is it worth my time? So the answer that's for sure, because it's free, it'll take you an hour. Google loves it. So if you Google your name, your LinkedIn company page, if you have one, will be page one. So basically, LinkedIn has hand you a, handed you a free page one Google marketing page. You got to do that. Now, that being said, should I post a lot of stuff on my company page? The answer to that is it's nice for visitors. It's not going to get much organic reach. So stick to your personal page for the majority of your content. And, and you know, most of us solopreneurs, put it both places. Yeah. It doesn't take you that long to plop over there and put it there. Copy I mean, there's they some new features. Uh, there's a brand new feature that if you have employees, this is pretty cool. Now on your company page, when you post, you can now notify all your employees once a week, no charge, in their notifications that there's a post in hopes that they'll come over and engage. Indeed, right? I like that. I like that. So are there any new features that people are not taking advantage of right now? Yeah, so the newest feature that most people don't understand or get or even know it's there is on your profile is a new feature called Featured. It's Feature. the Featured section. And it's way high on your profile, which makes it important. And it's, it's simply it's this. It's your chance to have website links, any media that you have with big visual boxes that are built into a carousel that people can flop over and look at. So it's really like LinkedIn gave us a billboard now. And even one of those billboards that you see on the freeway that change all the time, a little bit because the carousel's over, but not automatically. They got to push the arrow button. It's the first time that we've ever had, other than in the contact info section, which most people don't open that, where you can click a picture and boom, right to the website of the landing page, or like in your case, you've got your podcast homepage. I clicked it before I got on. It took me right to the page, clean, no click to view, how do I get there, all this stuff. Really nice. So my suggestion to people is it shows a good visual image of number one media. It shows a really good number two. It shows half of number three, and then the rest are shoved underneath the thing. Make sure you put your best two and a half pieces of media there that you want pe people to get to your website or get to your landing page or sign up for your stuff or buy this or buy that or grab this PDF or watch this video or listen to this podcast. Like when, you're, when your podcast comes up, when this gets posted, I'll put that in my featured section. First, I'll post it. And then I, once I post it, you can actually go open a post and go featured. Do you want to feature this in your featured? And you click there and then it lands right over in your featured as the first thing. Really? So you showed me that today. I didn't even know I was using it. 
Yeah, and, and that's because you had something you had media in your about section, and that's what it defaulted to. So at least something's there for you. Now, if yeah. you don't have featured on your profile and you're wondering what I'm talking about, go to your add profile section blue button, hit the down arrow, a menu will pop up. It'll be the second item, it'll say featured, hit the button, and then it'll pop up. That's nice. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> that's a goodie. That's a goodie, man. I tell you what, they, they could have loaded that as part of premium and people would have understood it so good. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's just, it's, it's crazy. That's what I would have done. Yeah. If I mean, I was would, Microsoft, I would have done that. I would have said, you get featured if you pay on any of the premiums. Yeah, exactly. They, they've been careful. They've been very careful. And I hope they stick with this, that there's nothing on your profile that's a, that a, that's a paid upgrade. Nothing. All the paid stuff is outside a profile. That's cool. So you said that was a, so is it, I got, I have a, a premium page and I was able to get that because I'm a, f a former uh, army senator and veteran and they give free uh, premium to the veterans and stuff like For that. Year, yep. Yeah. And, and people need to take advantage of that. If you have those types of, uh, you know, the backgrounds and stuff like that. Is it, you know, is it for some entrepreneurs and businesses worthwhile having a, a premium if they're going to use it or can they do? So like I just said, that background you're talking about, that's free now. Yeah. So there's nothing you should ever pay for in your premium. I mean, your profile, everything's standard on premium or free. When do people typically should move to premium? When you need to. Oh, great way. That's a great answer. Give me the, the well, that is the answer though. The answer is this, Rob. All of the stuff we do in premium, I mean, in premium is just more of the stuff we love to do in free. So for example, who's viewed your profile? Free LinkedIn, you get to see the last five people that stalked your profile. Premium LinkedIn, 90 days worth of stalkers. Another example, unlimited searches on premium LinkedIn. What happens on free? Limited number of searches every calendar month. So it's, it's, you know when it's your time because you'll get to some features and go, I need more of those. or I'm tired of getting shut out my searches. Well, then it's time to pay. So you shouldn't pay just because you think something new or different is going to happen. It's you pay because you want more of the stuff that you say works for your business. That's cool. So how do people get a hold of your um, newest book? So yeah, here it is. I love it. Newest book is on Amazon. That's the easiest spot. If you go LinkedIn book on Amazon up in the big top search box, it'll come up in the top five or six. I've been blessed to be able to keep it up there for a long, long time throughout yeah. all these editions. The first edition came out in 2011. So what's, what's the, um, the hot topics in the fourth edition? Uh, so I, I added a whole section on mobile. The mobile device. Okay. Previous to that, I, I referenced that there was a mobile, mobile that I didn't go through all the, the best features because some of the features are a little bit different on mobile, although they're bringing that together pretty good over the last couple of revisions. Um, but then the other thing is, is relating to things like referrals. So back in the early days of LinkedIn, a referral was as simple as this. There was a tool called introductions where if I met you at an event, and then later in the event, I met somebody else. I could sit down the next day, pull, put your name in a bo message box, put her name in the message box, introduce you to, and away you go. That doesn't exist anymore, the introduction feature. But what they now give us is a 
filter called connections of, which is so much better than that other feature. That allows me that if you're my referral source, that I before we have a meeting, I can put your name in that box, LinkedIn pulls your network up. Now I can use city, title, company name, any of the filters that are available on free LinkedIn and go zoom. Here's the 10 people that Rob knows that meet those filters. Boy, that's good. That's nice. That's beautiful, man. That if you think about in the old days before LinkedIn, for me to pull that off, like Rob, slide your Rolodex over here. <laughs> let me click, let me click through that bad boy right? for about three hours. Yeah. That was oh, miserable. Oh, it's that. that it's most so people have not seen that filter and, and it's it's free. You know, the one of the cool things I've used, I, I mean, when we were out and about and talking to people face to face in a networking group is on the mobile app, when you click to connect, you could see all the people around you that oh, were on. It, yeah, that was called Find Nearby. Find Nearby, yeah. Find Nearby. And that is a very cool feature for events. Yeah. That. I like that. People, people love Find Nearby. The only, the only thing I don't like about Find Nearby is... Then, you know, everybody shows up, right, that's in the room. Right. And it, it, it'll let you push this button to connect, 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 connect. You don't get to send a message, a customized message. So if you're going to use Find Nearby in that technique, and I don't mind that, the next day, you better go into your connections and look at all your new connections mm -hmm. that you added that night before, which were just do, 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 and send messages yes. to the ones in there that you really wanted to send a longer message to, to say, hey, we should get together. I see you do this. I'd like to do this. You know, I could help you this way. You could help me with this stuff. So don't lose track because it was so easy that night to realize that that really wasn't the right way to start a relationship. Yeah, and I get that a lot. And I think one of the things, too, is that I'm finding more, too, is that Again, people that are making connections or reaching out and then they'll send messages through um, a direct message and before they get to know me or of who I am and what I'm doing, I'm getting, you know, either some spam or just some just general messagings that that's being put out there. Uh, something that I've been doing is like when I'm reaching out to individuals that I want to connect with more, I actually, I actually invite them to connect on a Zoom call you know, or to, to meet for coffee, to get them, know them versus, you know, I know it's efficient to just go in there and just copy and paste to how many other people that you want. But I guess personally, it's just not a way to build a good relationship for someone that you really want to connect. And, and it's really not the way LinkedIn was designed. If you remember back in the early days, LinkedIn was very, very clear. You should only connect with people that you know. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It was right in the user agreement. Right. Now, look at Find Nearby. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> so, now, they never really hassled you about connecting with people you don't know. But you're right, Rob. The right technique is, listen, we should chat for a little bit. I'll add you to my LinkedIn either way because you seem like a nice person with a nice business. But wouldn't it be better if we knew even before we connected how we could help each other or why we think we hit it off the conversation, you know? Yeah, no doubt. There's no prize for having lots of connections that don't mean anything to you. I'd rather have a hundred valued followers and connections than 10,000 just because. 
it, it will, even if, even though your posts are going to go to more people because you've got this huge network, they're going to people that, that don't mean anything to you. Yeah. So what good is that? Yeah, no doubt. What's got you fired up about the future? Uh, so what I'm most fired up about the future, especially as it relates to LinkedIn, is that younger people, and I teach on a lot of college campuses, once they get educated on LinkedIn, and the schools are not doing a good job of that. That's why a guy like me has to go on campus to do it. Once I show these young professionals this tool, they rock it. They do. They rock it because they understand digital tools, right? Yeah. And when I, when I give them the freedom to say, okay, look it, you went to Marquette. Let's pull up all the Marquette people that are working at the company you want to work for or you just applied to. Up they come and are all engineers just like you. I said, now, tell me why you don't think you could shake hands with all those folks and introduce yourself and that they wouldn't shake hands with you and say, that's cool. Good luck in your career. Maybe I can get you into my organization. When they see that and they realize that it's a part of virt virtual networking, they just go, that is the coolest. And then they'll just roll with it. You don't have to tell them what to do after that. No. They, they get it. So I'm, I'm really encouraged that what's going to happen, Rob, over time is there's 690 million people on LinkedIn right now. Okay. It's only, it's been growing a little slower lately just because everybody's sort of on it, right? Right. There, let's say we get to 10 years from now and 720 million, let's say, or something like that. The user the number of times a user uses it on a monthly, daily, weekly basis is going to be so much higher for those 720 because they see it as a tool they better pop into two, three times a week, not just as a tool that goes where people go, I don't use LinkedIn until I get fired. <laughs> Which means twice every, twice in 10 years, right? Yeah. They're going to use it. Thus, our messages are going to they're, they're going to answer our messages. We're going to be able to communicate with them. We're going to use it as a communication tool. And um, so one of the things that I want to share with your listeners and you, have you ever gotten your LinkedIn social selling index? Selling index? No, I don't even LinkedIn know social selling index. Okay, you better get this. I can't wait to hear your number, man. So just Google LinkedIn social selling index in Google. And then the, the, the first thing that comes up after the LinkedIn ad for Sales Navigator, click that link. It'll take you to a landing page where one of the boxes way at the top says, get your score free. Click that button. It'll open up your social selling dashboard and give you a score from one to 100 and tell you how you're doing in four different categories of LinkedIn. I'm going to do that after this. Don't cry if you're in the 40s, buddy. Well, I'm not going to cry. That just means I got some work to do. That means you got to come to Wayne Breitbart. I will move your numbers up. <laughs> you sound like you're trying to raise your credit score. <laughs> not at all. You know me. I'm not trying to make a buck. I was just nah, coming on the nah, podcast man. to help people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little bit out of COVID and ready to do some selling, man. <laughs> I love it. That is so cool. So how do people connect with you? Obviously through LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn, number one. That'd be great. Love to hear that you, you heard us on the podcast. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Uh, my, my website is powerformula.net. Lots of goodies there. You can figure out how to buy the book. Sign up for my classes. I have live yeah. classes all the time. And I also have a free weekly LinkedIn tip that I send out each week with good strategies. Sign up for that too. There you go. Make sure you guys sign up for that. 
Um, I don't believe I'm on here, so I'm going to sign up for that right away, too. Thanks. All right. So now what we're going to do here is we're going to jump in to have some fun. We got the business out of the way. I got two and a half pages worth of notes and some good notes, some show notes. And what we're going to do is like, uh, we're going to do some rapid fire questions. Uh-oh. And then we're uh -oh. going to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm nervous. That's oh, all right. Oh, before you, we, I almost forgot. It's been a while. So before we get into the rapid fire questions, you get to ask me one question, uh, any question that you want, and I'll do my best to answer. So why do you do this podcast? Oh my God, it's so fun. Can't you tell? It's I just, can tell you enjoy it. I really do. And it's, it's so much fun to, you know, interview individuals like yourself and local businesses and, and help them connect with their communities and people around them. I'm playing around with a, a series of podcasts that might be coming up over the next year or so in interviewing local businesses around the Milwaukee area neighborhoods like the Sherman Park. You know, like around the Phoenix over there, the Phoenix building, the Bayview neighborhoods, the South Side neighborhood, all those little those those little neighborhoods that people may not know about within the Milwaukee area, and going into it and doing a series of each neighborhood and then and going through it and talking with them. That's oh, kind of, I think that's cool. Yeah, I think I, I I like that because it'll get me to know more of the local businesses, and and maybe I'll find a few new restaurants. I find a lot of great restaurants that way by interviewing the owners and I become friends with them. And I'm pretty sure you'll find a few bars. Yeah, <laughs> just a few. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, text texting or talking? Talking. Talking. I love it. Uh, uh, what's the last song you downloaded? Oh, it was a new song by Jackson Brown. It's going to be on his album coming up in September. Don't remember the name. Don't remember the name. Okay. But it was free because I'm on Amazon Music. And when you go there, it tells you this is brand new and I don't have to pay for it. So it's lovely. That's sweet, sweet. It's good. It's typical Jackson Brown. If you like him, you'll, the new album should be wonderful. Okay. There's two new, two new songs out there off the new album. All right. Uh, favorite holiday? Uh, probably 4th of July. 4th of July. I like that. That's summer. Cool. Summer. Summer. summer in wisconsin i'm usually so, fishing yeah you know and I, i've gone fishing i finally got my license and we've been out probably uh, three or four times already this year Ooh, good for you man yeah i'm, I'm waiting i was like we i've caught a few fish i always throw the first one back and i should have kept it because it was the biggest one of the year so far <laughs> but you got to keep going back i love just being out there on the yeah, boat going out there. favorite junk food junk food uh lucky charms <laughs> Sorry, I had to tell the truth. I cannot tell a lie. That way, I, I can just see you sitting there now as you're watching TV and you're my my granddaughters. Up. My granddaughters are all about Papa and his lucky charms. I love it. You know, I, I, we're gonna drop the mic on that one right there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wait, I appreciate you coming back on uh, Local First Podcast. It's always a pleasure to, to speak with you. You are just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to LinkedIn and getting people to connect on there and make sure guys that you when you're listening is like that connect with wayne you know subscribe to his newsletter um and look in the show notes there's a ton of stuff in here and make sure that you grab his book i mean it's awesome i, I got it i don't know why you wouldn't have it if you really want to do it right there linkedin for success wayne thank you so much um if there's anything i can do for you man just reach out well, my pleasure we'll see you in the neighborhood oh no doubt 